and welcome to the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Thanks very much for being with us. I'm your host, or one of your hosts, William Mankelo, and my co-host is... Stuart Mabbott. And um, that sounded like something where you just have like a phone conversation thing where you say, you, you I think it's like a, you know, you have your answer phone thing and then you just say your name mm. and then it, yeah, that's what it sounded like there, Stuart. Yeah, yeah I so know, we, I'm here. We are... In the middle of um, answering a lot of questions from we've received from listeners, haven't we? So and uh, we've got a very interesting one. When you uh, first heard this question, you said to me, "How the how are we going to answer that?" But you've had time yeah. to think about it. I, I I've had a bit of time to think about it, but I'm still kind of I'm still kind of thinking the same along the same lines. It's quite okay. it's quite a big it's quite a big question, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Good job I'm the intelligent one. I can carry you. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope I didn't give you a bad back. So the question yeah. we have is, are you ready for this? I think we should have a drum roll at some point in this. Uh, yeah, but if we were in the radio studio, yeah, but uh, let's, uh, let's just or crack the, on. Or the mastermind thing. Yeah, so the question yeah. is uh, from Barry in France. So thanks very much for your question, Barry. Uh, the question is, we live in society according to logical, theological and cultural norms and rules. Can we still claim that we have free will? Now, I've got a definition of free will, and I just picked this up from the internet. And mm. the definition of free will is the power of acting without the constraint or of necessity or fate, the ability to act at one's own discretion. I mean, will there really ever be a true answer to this question? You know, I'm not sure there is a true answer, but free will... We're not what? free from our influences, so I'm not sure we can ever be completely free when you go to talk to a marketing somebody who's done a marketing degree marketing graduate they'll tell you that marketing is about subtly influencing people subliminally and people yeah. might think they're making a free choice of the products they're choosing but actually they've shortlisted what they want to the types they want to go for before they even go shopping through previous messaging they've had but um, yeah, yeah I you agree know. But, but so when we when we think of what we want to buy, uh, it's actually thinking that's directed by brand awareness. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, if you think about what what drives you to buy one brand over another brand, I mean, I, I think mm. if you were, if you were to do food in supermarket, I mean, it, it could be that what drives you the most is what's the closest to your house. I mean, I think that could be mm. the biggest driver, can't it? But mm. For, for me, it's almost like I've got an option of two, but I always go to one, and it's like, why do I particularly go to that one? Why mm. not the other one? And mm. again, it's that whole thing of free will. Am I really free from? I, I kind of think I kind of I like to think that I'm free from advertising, but mm. I'm obviously. You'd like to I, think so, but yeah, I but I'm not. not. I know. I know mm. I'm not. I know I'm not. So it's that. Mm. It's a bit of a bit of double think, really, isn't it? Yeah. You're kind of having that and sort I, of. I've thought about this on an aspirational and views-led basis as well. Our aspirations and views are, are, are very often directed by outside forces uh, uh, because we actually, uh, as a society, as a race, as a species, we like to conform with social norms. Yeah, I mean, I was going to also say that you know that your your past, so your your, your who your friends are, your how your your family is, and I think sometimes free will can also be affected by your genetics as well, of course. Mm, absolutely. Now, if we're aware of outside influences, maybe we can be more free. But can we ever be free? We may be more free, but that's that, that's as far as we can go. I think. 
Yeah, I tried. I, I think when it comes to if you're, if you're, if you're talking about marketing in particular, I try mm. to be as um, closed to marketing as I possibly can do. So I don't have a television anymore. So mm. that's one thing I won't ever see television advert advertising. Mm. It's not a thing. Um, mm. But I can still be susceptible to advertising online as well. So yeah. again, it's the whole yeah. thing of being aware of it. Product placement as well. That's very surreptitious. Oh, in films especially. I yeah. mean, there's some films yeah. that are really obvious. There was a film called The yeah. Island, which had Ewan McGregor in it, and you you can literally see um, all different branding all over the place, and it was really blatant and really obvious. It was actually that was a good film, but it was it was it got a lot it got a lot of lot of stick mm. for that reason. Because yeah. obviously that was what was would have funded the film, I would have thought. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, but I, I've also been thinking about the internal influences uh, on our habits. Now we all absorb information, and this could be environmental change information. It could be marketing information. It could be organising a holiday information. But we all absorb information according to uh, a number of things, and I've thought of them as the our current worldview, our set of habits, fears, uh, and perception and self-awareness. Uh, and um, we've done a series of podcasts recently, uh, and um, often, you know, the way we interpret information can be different to everybody else because we actually don't want to be wrong um, very often. Uh, and uh, so... We might There's nothing worse than being wrong, is there? You know, yeah. Is there? Uh, and uh, we might in intentionally in misinterpret something to fit in uh, with, with our current view, even though we might know it's wrong because we don't want to actually admit to being wrong. And we've done a series of podcasts recently, or you did them, where uh, we were talking about evolving our viewpoints so we're not entrenched in our viewpoints. I think it's very healthy to do that, isn't it? Mm. You know, that you... you, you I think it's. I think in a way, it's almost like the scientific method, isn't it? So that if you mm. if you prove something and it's it's completely unfalsifiable, then mm. you you should want almost to, you should you should want your opinion to be uh, scrutinised and and pulled apart because if it's still intact after that, then there's something there's something strong and there's something something strong in there, isn't there? There's a strong mm. thing in there. So yeah. I think it's I think it's a really good idea to do that. I, it's mm. very easy to get into a point of view and to stick to it, and that's you know and believe mm. that's that's the only point of view. Um, mm. That's understandable why you do that, but it's 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 good. Mm. To, it really is good to challenge your own assumptions. Yeah, and it, I think it's brave to fight mm. external influences, but it's even braver to uh, confront internal habits. Can I can I mention Harry Potter at this point? Uh, if you want, I, do, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, so you. Can. Oh, there's, so there's 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 a there's a part in the first first story where um, one of the characters gets extra bonus points for his house in in in, in Hogwarts, in mm. the, where they are, because not because he stood up to his enemies, but because he stood up to his friends. Mm. So it's like you know, it's, it's actually standing up and actually saying, you know, this isn't you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> mm. You know, it's almost like it yeah. was standing. It was that. It was that making that point. But this fighting our, our, our internal habits and drivers. This is something I was probably I started to really read about at the beginning of lock-in because it was something I wanted to know more about. And when we had lock-in happened, I thought this is my chance. And it's uh, one school of psychological thought called cognitive dissonance and, um, and and that school of thought feels that we interpret information because of the beliefs 
ideas and values that we hold. Now if information we receive goes against that, it causes some people psychological fear. Hmm. And some people do all they can in their power to interpret information so it fits in with the model around beliefs, ideas and values. So it becomes consistent with those values and that's when they become entrenched. Is there, is there a form? It's a form of cherry picking in a way, isn't it? Yeah, you know, pretty you're picking, much. You're so, so there's like lots of information. It's like a, a bit of information you've got, and you're actually just picking a certain part. It's almost like quoting a little part, bit, little part of a book to mm. say, "Oh, this is what it really means." But actually, the whole book is different. You know, it's like a climate denier. We both know he he often says the little n- nugget of science has proven climate change isn't real. It's man. It's man invented. And then, and then ignores all the other science that proves that it is real, that it is man, man caused. Yeah, you know, so yeah. It's, it's intentionally misinterpreting. Now, you I have to say, I, I think it takes maturity to actually sit down with new information that actually challenges our own biases, uh, and it helps evolve our thinking, uh, and it then allow allows us to make uh, decisions that are are right just fair and maybe more balanced i don't know what do you think yeah well if you want to get a balanced view then you want to have as much as you want to have as much information as you possibly can do so if some mm. if i if i have an assumption about something and somebody challenges me on that assumption i'd automatically mm. I, I i i can get defensive i know that for a fact mm. uh, but i do try to um listen i mean there's been many mm. times that we've had conversations Stuart, and i've I've had an assumption and then you'll throw something in my face. I remember particularly, and this is a really random thing, um, The Wall by Pink Floyd. And I said, I really can't listen to this album. It's The Wall. It's almost like it's impenetrable. And you automatically said, well, that's probably what it's supposed to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that meant me. That meant I actually went back and listened to it with, different, with a different mm. mindset. So yeah. you, you can almost think about it that way. So if, like, if, you have a, if you feel that you've got like a particularly entrenched view on something, and like, I know absolutely yeah. everything about this, whatever that, that subject yeah. is, and especially when it comes to environmentalism and, and climate change, yeah. just, just listen to what somebody else is saying. Listen to the words they're saying. Quite often you can just repeat the words back to yeah. them and understand what they're saying more, and that, that might even change, challenge and change your assumption. Yeah. The Wall album was very much about a wall, though. I mean, um, it was yeah, of course it was. Th- th- they'd become rich and famous, and then a lot of their stuff previous to that was uh, anti-rich and famous. And the wall was when they performed it on the stage. They steadily uh, they built literally a built a wall. They literally yeah. built a wall up, didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. That was uh, Roger Waters' and, thing. And they was, played really from behind. Yeah, exactly. They played behind the wall, and for about half an hour, and the, the audience started to get a bit restless. They did knock yeah. the wall down. But, and that's maybe why you you did have a wall because that's what it was about. Yeah. So, but it's that whole thing about you know that was my assumption. That was I think maybe if you take that from that from that point of view, I, I kind of looked at it as an album that was like because it was the wall and it was after mm. the you know after the dark side of the moon, which mm. was obviously their big album, which really got them mm. going. I thought, well, mm. okay, it can't be as good as that. So I automatically put a wall up and uh, mm. just carried on without ever challenging mm. that assumption without actually even listening mm. to it properly. So who set this question? Um, yes, uh, we've got a nice long conversation out of this, Barry, from mm. France. Thank you very mm. much for the question. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, good conversation. Free, so to summarise it, free will, um, I think, yes, we have an aspect of free will as long as we're proactive 
Yes. But we're not free if we revert to our default settings too quickly. That's my yes, view. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'd also say I'd also add to that as well is if you're going to consume anything, whatever it is, whether it's news, whether it's information, you know, get it from as wide a sources as you possibly can do. Mm. So then that really, really, really will start to challenge your assumptions. Yeah. So. Uh, but uh, th these paradoxes are all part of the human condition. You know, yes. we'll, we'll disappear up our own backsides as a race, I think, if we think about this too much. But, uh, <laughs> and but, you, you, uh, we haven't got that far already, Stuart. I'm halfway. Um, <laughs> I had a T-shirt uh, about, about along those lines as a child, but I don't think it's wise to put it on a podcast. We might get banned. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise anyway, me. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to move on to letters. What's the letter arrangement so, about? So we're doing the we're doing the word a day, aren't we? Or word every mm. podcast, when, especially when we're recording it ourselves with with sorry with the both of us, I should say. Mm. So every episode we have a, a word associated with a letter of the alphabet, and we've been steadily working our way through now, and we're on to the letter O. I don't know why I said the O letter O like that for my, and I'll go straight for mine, and mine mm. is a photographic nature. Stuart's is a, a nature nature. <laughs> um, my word is over so what i would this is this is particularly about photography and particularly about editing i've got a real bugbear when it comes to over editing things over editing your photos and now i've got i love i love photography as artwork and i can sometimes see that somebody's put a lot of editing work into it so that's not it's not a ma it's not a matter of how much time you put into it it's quite often actually i quite find find that over editing is when people rush it maybe a little bit too much so it really looks like it's over edited it just looks it almost looks fake it doesn't look like a natural photograph it doesn't look like that's what they originally took that's the original idea they had so be careful when you edit your photographs it's really easy to do especially in the age of digital there are so many ways of doing it um, just try and stick to with the original idea that you had that's that's my word over and my word relating to nature but relating to the letter O is observe. I'm going to suggest you observe all the patterns of behaviour and habits out in nature. And I point out that we are nature, we are not separate to nature. So I challenge you to observe behaviour and habits that are going on out in nature and see if your free will will dictate what your interpretation of nature is. Yes. So, yes. the next few podcasts, you're going to be doing uh, a couple of reviews of some classic episodes, William. Yes, I am. And and previously when I did this and we announced it, I said, oh, we're going to do this. And Stuart told me off. Now, I can't do that because I, so far, I have not chosen them. So, mm. even even I'm in as much in the dark as you are. Mm. But you're going to choose two. Going to choose two, think, yeah. How will, what's the format you will, you will use to choose the two? Now, previously, I, I chose... Almost on, I think it was the first episode. First episode we had uh, the mo the one that's recently done very well, and one that overall had done really well as far as listens are concerned. Mm. This time I may just be a little bit more random and think about the, especially the episodes with our our standard episodes, and think of the guests that I particularly 
enjoyed the conversation with them and remembering that conversation and going back and listening to it and thinking listening to what they say and what I say and what you say to you as well and mm. and mulling it over my head again and then just challenging those assumptions that, that we all had at the time and uh, maybe coming yeah, the from aim, that angle. The aim, the aim I think is to get uh, us and the listeners to actually not get entrenched in their views to actually revisit their views and evolve them and yeah. just hold their hand, your hands up and say I'm not wrong it's just my opinion has is evolved. I mean, yeah, politicians, yeah. politicians have this sort of aversion to U-turns. Yes. Uh, but also, they also have this aversion to ass covering, and and not admitting when, when when they could have they would have chosen to do it differently if they'd have gone back. No, I just think we need to grow up and grow a pair, don't you? I I entirely agree. Yeah, just. Um, it's not a weakness. I think it's a strength to, to say, uh, do you know what? I had this information and it was wrong. Therefore, mm. I've got this new information and now I understand it better. But even in mm. that position, you still have to go, well, actually, you look at, like I said, like I'll go back to the scientific method. You know, the, the science, science is a continuous thing. That's the reason why mm. everything in science is called a theory. It's never mm. a fixed thing. You know, that mm. you learn something, you learn about something about the world, and then actually somebody, somebody brilliant will come along and go, this assumption you've had, it's not right. We need to we need mm. to rethink the world, or we'll rethink the mm. universe because of this this mm. this discovery. Mm. Exactly. You know, it's a interesting debate coming from uh, a question where what you said, "What the hell are we going to say to that one?" You know, you've said quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's 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 the great thing about these conversations is is yeah, it really gets you to think. And this question has really really has got us both to think mm. and have and it's sparked a really interesting conversation. I feel. Okay, so we'll leave you there. We're not going to give you any contact details this time because we always give them you. And uh, if you want to listen to another episode, they're all in there. Don't yes. you think, William? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. That, you, you. I, well, should we just give the email address? Because yeah, do I've you want to? What's the email th- address, I, William? I've got to throw this at you actually because uh, you, you're always throwing it at me. Okay, the email address is thepeoplescountryside at gmail dot com. And backwards. Uh, and backwards. Okay, let me just turn round. <laughs> the people's no, countryside <laughs> at gmail.com yeah did you face the microphone that time could actually hear it yeah <laughs> well there okay. you go. i turned the microphone around with me i'll, I'll end this episode uh, just about to say thanks very much again for listening and we hope you've enjoyed it and barry i hope you enjoyed us discussing your question mm-hmm.